Hello and welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we analyse her artistry, including her lyricism, music videos and full album retrospectives. As always, we are your hosts Cameron and Lisa, and in this festive episode we are going to be celebrating the holidays by discussing Christmas Tree Farm. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to start off by looking at the timeline of Taylor's songwriting and the singles release, and then we'll move on to discuss the critical reception and commercial performance of Christmas Tree Farm. And then we'll move on to discuss its lyrics, and then analyse the music video, talk about some of the live performances, and finish off by talking about the recently released Old Timely version. To begin, in regards to the timeline of Taylor's songwriting and single release of Christmas Tree Farm, it was completely written, recorded and released in under six days, which just goes to show how fast Taylor can craft a classic song. Taylor wrote it all by herself during Thanksgiving weekend and then recorded it on December the 1st, 2019, the Sunday before it was eventually released, with the English producer Jimmy Napes. It was recorded in London at London Lane Studios. The day after recording, a group of choral singers also provided the finishing touches to the song. It was then announced by Taylor on Good Morning America on December the 5th and released Midnight the next day. Along with the song, Taylor also released a music video to go with it that was made from home videos. Later on in December, on December the 23rd, Taylor also released on Instagram and YouTube some behind-the-scenes videos of her during the writing process, recording and producing and eventually releasing the song. Finally, regarding its release, an interesting fact is the single cover art. It was a photo of Taylor as a child with her family dog taken on the Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. So, as we said, this was released and written and recorded all in under six days. That's incredible. Yeah, no, it's absolutely mad how Taylor could write. I guess she felt like she didn't want to sit on it and leave it for a year. And I think um, one, it shows how her incredible songwriting skills and also that if she's kind of on you know if she's starting it she can't stop and I guess maybe that's what started to happen I guess with like folklore and evermore was that kind of thing of I need to release this like now because obviously before especially when she was with Big Machine it was very very rare if ever she kind of recorded someone something and dropped it yeah random drops were was like almost unheard of yeah Yeah. basically but I think with Republic they've given her so much more kind of freedom on that and let her do stuff I I feel like she doesn't feel limited by kind of traditional you know constraints of having to wait two years to drop this or you know you have to Mm. wait till it's we can properly promote it because to release a Christmas song in December is almost unheard of it as well most people release Christmas albums like as early as October sometimes even early December which is madness Okay, so now we're going to move on to discuss the critical reception and commercial performance of Christmas Tree Farm. So upon its release, Christmas Tree Farm received really positive reviews. Um, Variety called it homely and heartly. Um, Elle described it as an infectious pop song. Cosmopolitan also picked the song as one of the best 25 Christmas songs of all time. So initially upon its release, everyone had incredibly positive things to say about it. In the United States, um, Christmas Tree Farm um, racked up 7.7 million streams in its opening week, and the song debuted on number two on the Billboard Digital Songs chart with 26,000 digital downloads. It was also Taylor's 49th top 10 entry on the chart, which is an, at that time was an all-time record. In addition, it arrived at number 59 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and became Taylor's 96th entry on that chart. 
and it also it had great commercial performance in the UK, Europe and Canada. So clearly the song was received very well by critics and fans. So Lisa, how did you feel about the song upon its initial release? Were you an instant fan of it or have you kind of grown to love it? Oh, I think I was definitely an instant fan. I love Christmas music. I love, you know, the holidays. And um, yeah, it's a very, it's a song that's very nostalgic and it touches upon all of those feelings that you get around Christmas. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely a favourite for me from the beginning. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. I I think it was such a shock of like, oh my gosh. And obviously we hadn't really had uh, kind of Taylor Christmas music since like 2007 from the original yes. kind of holiday collection EP so it was incredibly exciting and the fact that she turned it over so quickly and yeah I absolutely loved it I think it yeah captured that nostalgia it had a kind of classic feel to it as well it didn't feel like I think a lot of modern uh, like Christmas songs they seem they they seem almost too modern and I think that what is so why people love Christmas songs is because they have nostalgia to them and you've listened to them every single year at Christmas and they make you feel Christmassy. But a lot of kind of modern songs talk about stuff that you only associate with modern Christmas. Whereas right. Christmas Tree Farm had that Christmas kind of childhood nostalgia, which is what is so exciting about Christmas. And I think Taylor really captured that in the lyrics and the sound of the song. And I think that's why it received such positive reviews and why fans loved it was because it had that kind of feel to it and that was then emulated in the music video with obviously all the home videos so I think Taylor did an incredibly good job and it is one of my favorite Christmas songs I really love kind of poppy Christmas songs um but not like trashy you know not like kind of yeah um, I I get what you mean (laughs) this one yeah ones that do have some sort of feeling to them and this definitely definitely did also I might discuss as well what was quite interesting was before its release lots of fans discuss what they thought the kind of sound and lyrical content of the song would be and I remember before it was released lots of people because of the discussion about it being a kind of nostalgia to Taylor's uh, living on the Christmas tree farm and obviously the single cover lots of people felt like it was going to be a kind of sad kind of never grow up ballad almost like um, Christmas when you were mine kind of um song and um, it's interesting how different it was because I kind of went in with the headspace of thinking that it was going to be quite acoustic and country kind of Christmas sound and then was obviously incredibly surprised and happy that it was kind of more pop and upbeat and nostalgic and how did you feel about that? Yeah I I guess I hadn't seen that people were thinking it was going to be more of a, a slower kind of ballad thing but it is kind of deceiving at the beginning when you get that like slow music at the start and the first um, little verse an intro to the song and also in the music video when you get this black and white video of Taylor driving in the car and then it kind of switches it up so I do prefer that it was more of a a joyous nostalgic song than a more of a sad kind of ballad though Christmas obviously has that kind of double face to it. Yeah no I agree there is there is that kind of divide isn't there with Christmas music of either like a sad nostalgia or a kind of happy nostalgia and I'm glad that Taylor kind of went with that happier okay another thing that i might quickly mention is that christmas songs unlike lots of other kind of songs have quite a long lifespan with christmas songs um they kind of grow in importance and in popularity like year on year when people start to listen to them more and start to associate them with christmas that like i said there's this kind of nostalgia element so all i want for christmas is you is a perfect example of this where upon each year upon its kind of um release it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it finally peaked at number one on the billboard in 2019 and I think it's interesting that um 
this happens with Christmas songs is that they become such a kind of integral part of Christmas, but slowly and slowly upon year. And I'm intrigued to see whether this will happen with Christmas Street Farm. And I, do, I personally do feel like this will be the case. I think it has that kind of all I want for Christmas is you kind of feel to it. And upon its initial release, it was met with widespread um, kind of praise. And I think that slowly it will start to become one of those kind of traditional Christmas hits. How do you feel about that? Christmas songs are really interesting because they do have this longevity that other songs don't. So with normal releases, you know, you get that moment in time and then they're kind of not brought back, maybe at tour and things like that. But for Christmas songs, they have this specific time of year that they will always be brought back. And it's it's curious to think of the songs that we enjoy the most at Christmas and how most of them are all songs that were released about 20, 30 years ago, 80s, 90s music is very prolific at Christmas time. And I don't know about you, but some of my favorite Christmas songs are from that that period. And as you said, All I Want For Christmas Is You is a crazy example because it was originally released in 1994 and it is still so popular to this day. Like Mariah Carey literally rules Christmas time because of that song. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I, I do agree, some of my favorite kind of Christmas songs are from the 80s and 90s. Um, obviously before I was even born but because they have had this kind of nostalgia where they've just been played every year and they feel they have this kind of feeling of Christmas people get so kind of latched onto these songs and they just become an integral part of Christmas and are brought out every single year Michael Bublé is obviously the perfect example he's kind of the king of Christmas (laughs) Mariah Carey is definitely the queen of Christmas and every year she comes back out um, does loads of performances you know is kind of back in the public eye again around Christmas time to promote a Christmas album that most people have so it is mad that each year these albums just kind of grow and grow and grow um, even though they're so well known. And with Taylor uh, obviously she did release her Christmas EP back in the day and that had a lot of chart success year on year Um, and I think with Christmas Tree Farm it could follow in the footsteps because as we've seen, it's been re-released, as we'll discuss every year. And really, it's only with time that we can tell that if this song is going to stick or not and its true potential to become, you know, a proper Christmas hit that is brought back year after year. Yeah, and no, I think that is interesting. And especially with the kind of um, original album, the original kind of holiday collection, which isn't really promoted much by Taylor or ever really mentioned by Taylor, Um the fact that that still has kind of longevity just shows that I think that Christmas Tree Farm will definitely um, have even more so than um, that album. Moving on to the actual lyrics of the song, they all centred around the Christmas spirit, about romance, about family, and as we discussed, nostalgia. Uh, especially nostalgia or reflecting back at Taylor's childhood growing up at her Christmas tree farm. So the song begins with a description of Taylor in the present, talking about how her Christmas, the Christmas time is a bit stressful for her, you know, the holiday shopping traffic, but she closes her eyes and Christmas is a special time for her because she remembers her childhood at the Christmas tree farm. She then goes on basically to describe her time at the Christmas tree farm when she was a child and her childhood there and all of these beautiful moments and memories. The thing she does with the lyrics, which many people do with Christmas songs, is that they include these very specific words or keywords to do with Christmas, which I find really interesting. So we always have mentions of holly, ribbons, sparkling lights. Uh, sometimes we have like things like mulled wine, uh, mistletoe, the fire, the ice, sleighs. 
And then, of course, at the end, Merry Christmas. So I think what Taylor does with the lyrics of this song is she really captures the spirit of Christmas, like, you know, the positive, happy times, the memories of family and friends and and love. And it, it really is a magical song because of that. Mistakes are forgiven. Everything is icy and blue. I think it's really sweet. Similarly to the lyrics of the song, the music video also portrays uh, Taylor's childhood. And it's real footage from when she spent her Christmases at Pine Ridge Farm in Pennsylvania. So the video consists of loads of home videos, her brother Austin and her parents, Andrea and Scott. It currently has over 13 million views on YouTube. A lyric video was released alongside the song and the music video on December the 6th, 2019 as well. So this wasn't actually the first time that we've ever heard of or even seen the Christmas tree farm. Because back in the Reputation era, Taylor actually returned to the Christmas tree farm and she took a few photos. She was with some of her friends and she has mentioned it previously in the past, but this is one of the most recent uh, times that we, we saw her there. Also, a funny little story about Taylor and the Christmas tree farm that she mentioned as she was promoting this song in her Capital interview before she performed uh, for their Christmas ball. She mentioned that it was actually her job to pick off the praying mantis eggs from the Christmas trees and take them into the forest to rehome them. Also, I'm sure I remember reading um, back in the day in one of these unofficial Taylor Swift biographies that it said that um, she one time forgot one morning forgot to go up um, and take off the praying mantis eggs and then someone bought one of the trees and then they had like an infestation of praying mantises Um, (laughs) so yeah it's quite funny that that was her first job and it was actually quite a big responsibility I guess because yeah you would definitely not want to be you know set up your Christmas tree put all the baubles and decorations on it and then find that your house is infested with bugs oh um, my so God. it was quite important I guess quite an important job but yeah that was actually Taylor's first ever job yeah and it was an integral part of her life at the Christmas tree farm and um I'm glad that she didn't include a lyric about it though it maybe wasn't wouldn't be so festive <laughs> yeah no I don't think yeah pro mantises I don't think pro mantises are associated with Christmas I think sticking to um, ice and snow and mold, mold wine is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So finally, we have got a recent mention of Christmas Tree Farm in I Bet You Think About Me, where she describes her life growing up on the farm. So the first time that Taylor ever performed the song was on December 8th, 2019, and it was part of her set list for the 2019 Jingle Bell Ball in London. For this performance, Taylor wore a white snowy outfit, and then when she performed Christmas Tree Farm, she put on a Santa hat. And an interesting fact about this performance is Taylor actually got one of the lyrics wrong. So rather than saying run inside out from the snow, Taylor said run inside out from the cold. And I guess we can excuse her for this because the song was released literally two days before and was written about eight days before so the fact that she was performing a song crazy. that she had barely written a week ago is absolutely insane so she can definitely be excused for getting a slight lyric change so taylor also performed the song on december 13th her birthday and she performed it at the iheart radio's jingle bell ball in new york city the performance was then recorded and released digitally on december 19th 2020 so this was the second and last time that Taylor's ever performed the song. And do you think that we're going to get another performance this year? How, what are you thinking? Because Taylor's obviously performed the songs in 2019, um, but we've never heard it since. Do you think maybe we'll get some sort of performance this year? I think for this year, it's too late now, unfortunately. I mean, we got the old timely version that we'll talk about in a minute, but I don't think we're going to get a performance, sadly. Maybe next year as I do have some theories, 
but um we'll speak about that in a minute but yeah I think it's a bit too late for this year what about you yeah no I do agree I do think that these unfortunately are our only two live performances but I'm so glad that we have both of them I just think when Taylor's performing them she just looks like she's having so much fun and I think yes what's so great about this song is that it is so much fun and it was cool that it was on a set list it just blows my mind that it was written literally eight days before days before the first performance of it it's just absolutely madness that you could turn around a song that quickly and then be performing it and have a crowd singing it back at you um, right so just because the it's... crowd you know i'm not sure about so much the december the 8th crowd but for sure the december the 19th sorry the december the 13th crowd they were all singing it back to her like yeah. with no problems you know so exactly yeah just in that short time for it to have been written recorded released performed and then everyone knew it it's crazy it is madness and i do love that taylor put on the christmas hat um yeah. to perform the song and her outfit for the first performance was had massive christmas vibes with the kind of white snow outfit and then obviously her um, birthday outfit wasn't so christmasy but adding the hat um just made it so much more festive now we are going to discuss the different versions of christmas tree farm and the most recent version the old-timey version so firstly, to clarify, this new version released this year is not a re-recording of the song. Uh, this song she released originally with uh, Republic Records, so she has her masters to it. It is owned by Taylor. The version that came out, the old-timey version, is just a remix, much like Bad Blood and the Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar remix. So technically, if we look back through the years, this song has been released every year since its original release. So the original release was back on the 6th of December 2019. Then in 2020, on the 27th of November, the picture disc vinyl was released. And then a couple of weeks later, on the 19th of December 2020, we got the live at the 2019 iHeartRadio Jingle Ball performance audio, which became available on streaming and as a digital download. Finally, this year, on the 22nd of November 2021, we got the most recent version, the old-timey version, uh, which was also a digital download and streaming, both exclusively, only on Amazon Music. So this version was announced on Good Morning America by Taylor on the 22nd of November and then was dropped on that day as well. It is much more of a laid-back version and it features a complete classical orchestra that were recorded at Abbey Road Studios in London. So, how do you feel about this version? Do you enjoy it more to the original? Is it a bit too laid back for you? How are you feeling? I do really like this version. I generally really like the kind of start of it, and I like that Taylor's done it. It has a more kind of classical, kind of Frank Sinatra kind of Christmas feel to it. Personally, I still prefer the original. I think there was nothing wrong with the original. I think for me, I love those kind of poppy Christmas songs that are fun and kind of energetic. But I do think that it's quite nice to have a relaxed version. If it like the relaxed, the old timely version does feel like you've got a fire on and, you know, you're kind of sat by a Yule log and you're co- cozy and warm. Whereas the kind of um, Christmas Tree Farm original version is kind of more fun. You know, you're at a kind of Christmas party or you're unwrapping right. presents. You know, like, I think it's quite nice to have the two versions for two, the two moods. <laughs> yeah, two moods of Christmas. But personally, I do still prefer the original, but that doesn't discredit the old timely. I do really like that version. I'm glad we've got it. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that Taylor decided to do it and then ex- uh, release it exclusively to Amazon, which she's never really done before. Um, normally, we have Spotify exclusives. Um, so it's interesting that she's kind of. Um, decided to um, release something exclusively on Amazon. 
Right, yeah, that was very interesting. And I have read, I'm not sure how much truth there is in this statement. Uh, I'm sure if any of you guys know, you will let us know. But I believe that with Amazon exclusives, they have one year of exclusivity to them. And then the, the, the version or, you know, the song can be released and promoted on other platforms. So this would mean that technically this version will be exclusive to Amazon for a year and then it kind of will be released once more to all platforms perhaps next year at Christmas. So this would kind of guarantee its next year uh, revival, if you will. Yeah, no, I agree, because um, Cozy Little Christmas by Katy Perry was released originally exclusively on Amazon Music. And then a year later, it was released kind of everywhere and given a proper kind of music video. And okay. E- and also Russ and Kelly's cover of All Too Well was exclusively released on Amazon Music as well. Um, and that was the only place that you could listen to it or download it. However, it was then later released on his EP Dirty Mo Volume 1, which was then released everywhere so you could listen to it everywhere so it is interesting how yeah these amazon exclusives are kind of held for a year by amazon and then are let off on in onto all sorts of different streaming and buying um services so yeah i think that it will have it will kind of be released out of the, the amazon cage i think next year hopefully a bit like with cozy little christmas by katie perry um and will be available hopefully on apple and um, spotify um and then yeah i think maybe it will have a um we might possibly get a music video for that version. I'm not too sure. But no, I do agree that it uh, will possibly, will most certainly be um, kind of re-released in a sense. But obviously, you know, mm. it's technically been released. Yeah, it's interesting how this is a way, in a sense, to guarantee that it will be like relevant again next Christmas. And I think this is when we can speak about how we feel about the re-recorded uh, Christmas EP obviously this year I didn't really have any hopes for it anyway but how are you feeling about the future will it ever be re-recorded will it not how are we feeling about the Christmas EP well the Christmas the thing is um I think with a lot of people in the fandom not certain people obviously do but I think a lot of people don't have much kind of uh there's not as much need for it to be re-recorded because you know Taylor's vocals sound quite childlike and you know they're very very different to how they were or and I think a lot of people in fandom don't even know that it's necessarily even a thing because it's not it wasn't widely available on streaming services till years after its kind of release and the cds are not really very widely available outside of the us so um and obviously there's no vinyl version or anything so I think lots of people don't have that kind of drive and need for it to be released but I think it would be really nice to but I don't think it will be released in the same way that it was originally so I don't think it will have I think that she'll do all of those songs but it'll be more of an album Um, so I think she'll add other songs like Christmas Tree Farm she might have written possible other Christmas songs so I think that it will be released but in a kind of new way with different uh, you know new additions and songs because I do feel like um that things like Christmas must be something more I'm not personally a huge fan of I do really like Christmas when you were mine Mm -hmm, Um, some of the covers I'm not a huge fan of either like White Christmas Um, it's just not something that I usually listen to and last Christmas I just prefer the Wham version but Taylor still does a really good job of it so I think that with her enhanced vocals I think that it'll maybe be a bit of a case of like Girl at Home where the songs will sound very different because there isn't this kind of 
obsession with attachment yeah there's Mm -hmm. not yeah an attachment with how they are sounded originally so I think that is if if I was to guess how it would kind of be released I think that it would be released as a proper album with additional either Taylor original tracks or just additional Christmas kind of classic tracks as well as Christmas Tree Farm added onto the track list and the original holiday collection versions will sound very different um, and have a different kind of production might be sung differently kind of like Girl at Home kind of esque of you know changing it up um that's my personal opinion what do you think yeah that's very interesting actually so as you said not many people tend to remember the holiday collection so it's it was original titled sounds of the season the Taylor Swift holiday collection and released back in 2007 so you know it's it's a it's very old but um it has basically two Taylor original songs on it and the rest of them are covers as you mentioned So, like you said, I think that this, the collection could have its moment. I don't think it will be next year. For me, I feel it could be the year after. Um, And I think that I really like the idea that you proposed, like kind of mixing it up, maybe adding a couple of new songs, obviously giving Christmas Tree Farm another boost and another moment to shine. Um, And its different versions could be included on there as well. Yeah, like on this kind of CD release, you might get the old timely version or the live version. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe maybe one Christmas in the future, we might get kind of like this, this more Christmassy era from Taylor because she does really love the holiday time. And it's strange that we we haven't got anything from her since 2007. Yeah, I think it is interesting. Yeah, someone that literally, well, grew up on a Christmas tree farm and that loves Christmas, um, hasn't done more Christmassy stuff. And to release a kind of Christmas album not long after your debut album is quite unusual. You know, normally people Mm. that kind of release Christmas albums have already kind of made it kind of more solid kind of footing in the music industry because um, Christmas albums are kind of often met with kind of mixed reactions and reviews you know because sometimes it's just like hearing the same old songs again but they're not as good as the originals or maybe the kind of out artists original tracks you know aren't a standout so there's kind of a lot of discussion about Christmas albums so it's interesting that they did release it um and obviously we've only really heard um two of the songs live so it doesn't have it's never really had its moment so I would like for the album in a kind of new way to have its kind of moment um in the kind of fandom and also just in general. Yeah, I agree with you. And like I said, I think it's still a couple of years away, if at all, obviously, but it would be nice to, to have, to have a, a little EP Christmas moment. Mm-hmm. And of course, like we said, give Christmas tree farm another release, um, which is really vying for its longe- longevity. As the years go on, I think we're always going to see some kind of resurgence of Christmas tree farm at Christmas time. And considering that Christmas Tree Farm, the old-timey version, has had no promotion, to be honest with you, and is an Amazon exclusive, it has appeared in the Billboard 100 and is slowly but surely climbing the charts as well. So that's very interesting considering, you know, not many people really, it's not available to stream on all platforms, so the audience for it is much smaller. Okay, we've now come to the end of this episode. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube, a Swiftly Spoken podcast, and also follow us on Instagram at Swiftly Spoken Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm.